Thank you for listening to our podcast today from Crossroads, South Arkansas. I'm teaching Pastor David Preston, Jr. I pray that the words you hear will bring you closer to God and encourage you as you go through your day and week. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, I'm so excited about today. All of our visitors that are here, it's good to see you. And all of our neighbors, it's just good to see everybody. Here in just a second, Brother Frank Shelf is going to come and share your message. I've talked a lot about it to our members who are here. Some of our visitors have heard heard of it as well. Uh, Brother Frank flew in yesterday from Washington, D.C. And I'll brag on him a little bit because he's so humble he's not going to brag on himself. This guy literally travels the world sharing about Jesus. On our way home yesterday, we were in the truck and he got a call from a member of the White House press group. And he's talking about trying to set up meetings in Israel to meet with Benjamin Netanyahu. And I'm sitting here driving home from Little Rock thinking, what in the world am I doing riding around with this guy with all these connections? Who am I? But you know what? I'm a child of the King. I'm a child of the King. And he's put me in a position where I'm just blessed and humbled to be a servant. And I'm so thankful for where God has us today. I'm so thankful for where God's going to take us in the future. And it's an honor to have Brother Frank here with us this evening. He spent, and I'm sure he'll mention this at some point, he spent the last three or four days of this week at the offices of, of in, well, he spent in meetings in Billy Graham's office. I'm pretty sure that's a pretty sanctified place. I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit was there. And uh, he's meeting with evangelical leaders from all around. Uh, working on ways to just reach people for Jesus. Amen. Can we give God a loud Arkansas round of applause? Give God a round of applause. Well, I'm honored. Thank you, Pastor David and uh, Heather and the entire team. Thank you, Colin, for taking us to the throne. And you know what, man? God is so good. And uh, I'm just privileged to be with you. It's been a while. I'm no big deal, but Jesus is a very, very big deal. And uh, let's just give God one more loud round of applause. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, just last week I had the privilege. The last two weeks, matter of fact, October 6th on a Sunday, I preached at Flint Hill Baptist Church in Shelby, North Carolina. And then two days later, I preached at my alma mater at Gardner-Webb University in Bowling Springs, North Carolina on October 8th. Drove eight hours home. Spoke the next day at Southern Maryland Christian Academy in Maryland. Two days later, I drove eight hours back to North Carolina, preached three services at Life Community Church in Aqua, North Carolina. The next day, drove three hours to Asheville, North Carolina. And then I was an honor to lead a retreat at Billy Graham's private offices with Billy Graham's son-in-law and George Beverly Shea's wife, Carlene, 84 years old. And it was crazy. I was on staff for five years with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I was preaching in February when Dr. Graham died. And what an honor it was to lead the conference. But from there, was in Asheville, North Carolina. We're not dropping names, but I was just with Russian former President Mikhail Gorbachev's girlfriend for 30 minutes. It was the three of us. And the crazy thing is she's trying to open the door for us to go to Moscow 
and share the gospel with Mikhail Gorbachev. God, I'm telling you, two weeks ago, you may have saw, it's not on my website, I was invited by President Daniel Ortega in Nicaragua. They gave me an award. We just opened up a Bible study in a communist country for President Daniel Ortega down, and they asked me unannounced to speak on the floor of Congress three weeks ago, and I bragged about the Holy Bible. Number one, it's not man's word, it's God's word. Number two, it's not quoting Confucius, it's not quoting Muhammad, it's not quoting Buddha, it's quoting Jesus the Christ. Yeah. And in case you missed the memo, Jesus isn't a good way to heaven, he's the only way to heaven. And then I got to preach about Jesus on the floor of Congress on national television, and I'm telling you, red, yellow, black, and white, they're all precious in God's sight. And uh, my son, when I got back just this week, he looked at me, and he said, Dad, he said, I had a dream while you were gone. Now, he's 10 years old. And I said, Angel, what was the dream? And he said, Daddy, I had a dream about the rapture. Jesus is coming soon. And if a 10-year-old can see it, I'm telling you, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, and Ronnie Millsap needs to see what's happening. Because I walk in malls all across America at food courts, and, I, and I'm just being authentic. It looks like people are hopeless. I mean, if you remember the old Michael Jackson thriller commercial, the bunch of zombies, they look like dead men and women walking. I did a funeral a year ago in my hometown. I'm riding in the hearse, and we got an 81-year-old man in the back that I officiated his funeral. But the funeral director looked at me as we're driving the casket to do the graveside service. He told me, we are burying more 18- to 22-year-olds over drugs and heroin than we're burying senior citizens. I'm going to say it again. We are burying more young people than we are old people. And why is that? I'm on the plane coming yesterday from Baltimore, changing planes in Atlanta, and coming straight to Little Rock. And I'm sitting next to this black guy. He's a rapper. He got gold in his teeth. He, got, he, he had more chains than Mr. T. Are you with me? But we hit it off. He's tattooed from head to toe. We talked for the entire flight. And I looked at him, and I said, Sir... I said, let me ask you this. How do you handle stress? What do you do? I pray. I asked him, what does he do? Without missing a beat. I loved him because he was transparent. He didn't even whisper to me. It just came right out. He said, dude, he goes, I get high and smoke weed? That's what he told me on the plane. And what I'm thinking is, I get high too. His eyes get as big as sauces. You get high too? Yes, I get high on the most high God. Yeah. Because when you have Christ, you don't need crack. When you got heaven, you don't need heroin. When you know the Lord, you don't need LSD. And when you know the Master, you don't need marijuana. Because I'm telling you, there's no high like serving the Most High God. I flew to Phoenix, Arizona two years ago to preach a closed casket funeral of a 20-year-old young man who died of a heroin overdose. And the crazy thing is the place is completely packed. They flew me in, and he was the nephew of a pastor. And the interesting thing is if Satan can't come after you, he'll come after your kids. Right. And guys, I'm telling you, we're late in the game. In baseball terminology, if we're not in the bottom of the night, we're in the top of the night. I used to love sports, but you know what NFL means? It means not National Football League. It means not for long. Real soon, it's going to be all over. Our Washington Nationals, amazing season this year. At the beginning of the year, they were 19 wins, 31 losses. They're in the big game starting next week. Number one, it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you end up. 
Number two, the reason your rear view mirror is smaller than your windshield. Because where you're going with God is more importantly than where you've been with the devil. And I've got good news. I'm not throwing lightning at you. I'm giving you love from the Lord Himself. I'm not, one of the greatest compliments I get in life is they come up to me and they say, Frank, you're not religious. And what they mean is, you don't smell like just some holier than thou person. But when you've been touched by God, you can get along with homeless, you can get along with Hollywood and everybody in between. You know, Jesus didn't have time for Pharisees, but he had all day long for prostitutes. And it wasn't because he was doing something inappropriate. When you get a hold of God and God has a hold of you, I tell you, grace has a face and his name is Jesus. So I just want to share a message that's been burning on your heart. I'm going to preach about the rapture. It's an old school term, but sadly, it's not being preached in most Catholics across America. Most people don't even know what the rapture is. Real soon, you got two options, heaven or hell. And the word of the day is, it's too long for you to be wrong. Most Christians have enough of Jesus to get them to heaven, but not enough of Jesus to keep a friend out of hell. And you know, this church, Crossroads Baptist Church in Arkansas, you guys, God is using you. Look to your right and look to your left. Yes. Look behind you, look to front of you. You know what? I've been told you can tell a good church like a good restaurant if the parking lot is full. And praise God, this place is not only packed, you guys are on fire for Jesus. Why don't you give yourselves a hand? Amen. Guys, the Lord's coming real soon. I'm going to preach with the help of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. God, we need you today. I pray that you would show up and show off. Hide me behind the cross. And I pray in the next fleeting moments we would just be so glued to Jesus. We would have a care of the world. I pray if there's someone on the fence spiritually today who hope they're going to heaven, I pray in the next 22 minutes they will no longer hope they're going. They will know they're going to heaven. Because they've nailed it down with the one who was nailed to the cross for them. Oh God, 1 John 5, 13. These things I've written unto you, believe on the name of the Son of God, may know you have everlasting life. Jesus didn't walk the earth and die and rise again that you could hope it. He died today in Arkansas that you could know it. And I just pray right now if someone needs to rededicate to join this church, maybe believer's baptism, I pray that we will graduate from the sidelines and get in the game like never before. God, you didn't call us to be mediocre. You called us to be on fire. And I just pray that when the world sees us, they'll actually see Jesus. In the name of the most high God we pray, we all say, Amen. Matthew 24, verse 3. As Jesus sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Him privately saying, Tell us, when shall all these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world. I was on Fox News in New York. I was on Sean Hannity's program. I was on with Kim Goyfield, who's now dating Donald Trump Jr. But I was on Lauren Green, the chief Fox News religion contributor. I was on her show in New York City. I was on her show in Dallas, Texas. And I was on her show in Washington, D.C. Without throwing someone under the bus, because Billy Graham told us, you never make fun of other ministries publicly. You cannot lift up Jesus and tear someone else down at the same time unless you're slamming Satan in the mouth. But because he was another brother from another mother in the ministry, he was sincere but sincerely wrong. But he wrote a best-selling book, New York Times. His premise was, everybody goes to heaven. This is a pastor up north running 10,000 on Sunday, and he wrote a New York Times bestseller that everybody goes to heaven. 
And Lauren Green from Fox News looked at me and said, Evangelist Frank Shelton, do you believe in that on national television with no notes and with no notice? I said, I'll give you two words. Hell no. I don't believe in that. Jesus preached nine times more on hell than he did on heaven. It's a place of a bottomless pit where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth, yeah. where there's a fire where the Bible says the worm dieth not. And newsflash, there may be atheists on earth, but there are no atheists in hell. You say, how is that possible? It's full of atheists in hell. No, the moment you're in hell, everybody's a believer. Newsflash, the demons themselves believe in Jesus and tremble with fear. I'll say it again, hell is too long to be wrong. You may not believe in God, but God believes in you. So I want to share this with you. Number four, and Jesus said, talk about the last days. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and they will deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. And be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes, and diverse places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows, and I submit to you they're the beginning of the end. We're there. Put on your seatbelt. Verse 9. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted. They will try to kill you. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. I'm just going to be authentic with you. I'm telling you, if you're not perse persecuted now, you will be in the very near future. The reason I shop at Walmart is because when you live for Jesus, Target is on your back. Are you with me? And here's the catch. If you are fitting in with the world, you're not standing up for the Lord. That's right. And I'm not going to preach prosperity this morning. I'm going to preach reality. You may lose the assignment at work. You may begin to lose friends. Family members may think you're nuts, but if God be for you, who can be against you? Man. And in the last days, verse 10, many will be offended, and they will betray one another and shall hate one another. I'm working on a book right now called Betrayal. The subtitle is Even Jesus Had a Judas. You will be blessed, but you can be betrayed in these last days. 11, many false prophets will rise and will deceive many. And many iniquity will abound, and the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure till the end shall be saved. Guys, I want to encourage you. There's a very popular singer today. Her name is Sasha. And I just sent her a message last night on Instagram. And instead of trying to judge people, I'm trying to give them Jesus. I have a friend right now who is now... A white pastor pouring into Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Kanye is now leading these Sunday sermons, and half the world is thinking, what a loser. Is it really real? I'm here to tell you, Kanye has met the king of all kings. Even the stars need the sun. I was talking to his pastor just last week. Now watch this. There's a song out today that's high up on the charts. This breaks my heart. So at the pearly gates won't open for me. At least I know there's somewhere else I can go. This is what she writes. Thank God for making hell. Thank God for making a place full of fire and greedy blank liars where I'm just like everyone else. Thank God for hell. You know, you would think you'd be saying thank God for heaven, but the song is thank God 
for hell. Let me also share this with you. Jesus also said in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. Perilous times will come. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. Men and women shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, fierce, despisers of good, traitors, heavy-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof, for such turn away. If you have an iPhone, look on the back of your iPhone. It is shaped as an apple. I'm going to take some of you to school. If you just now getting the memo, they're worth a trillion dollars. Not a billion, not a million. Apple is worth a trillion over the last decade and a half. Watch this. The symbol, the iconic brand of that worldwide business is an apple with a chunk out of it. And I submit to you that they got it from Adam and Eve. It wasn't the apple in the tree, it was the pear on the ground that wrecked it for you and me. And we are living in an iPhone society. The Bible says in the last days we'll be lovers of their own self. Newsflash, where do we get the word selfies? We're there. People are breaking their ankles over trying to take selfies. I've actually heard stories of them falling off cliffs, trying to get pictures. On one hand, I want to say, dude, teenage girl, you're not all that. But then I have to refrain and back up and throw the car in the reverse because to an extent you are because Jesus paid full price for you. So on one hand, you're all of that. But I submit to you, the reason depression is an all-time high, most of us are so busy looking down, we haven't looked up to see where our help comes from. Amen. And guys, I'm telling you, until you can get past you and see everyone else around you through the eyes of Jesus, you're going to be a wannabe but not a winner. You're going to be a chump and not a champ. And you're not going to be a leader. You're going to be acting like a loser. Because the difference between a champ and a chump is you, the letter. And I want to submit to you, God died for you. Would you be willing to live for Him? And the last days will be lovers of our own selves. You know what? Uh, after 20 years of politics on Capitol Hill, I now lead a weekly Bible study to politicians. The church has been great going after the poor. But we've turned our back on the powerful. I was 13 years old, gave Sylvester Stallone, my godmother and I, in Beverly Hills, gave Stallone a Bible at 13 years old. And guys, everybody's important to Jesus. But this is what I want you to see with the help of the Holy Spirit. Time is ticking. Ministry minus urgency equals catastrophe. 9,000 Baptist churches in America last year preached 52 weeks and not one person was born again. That means, this is a fact, 9,000 Baptist churches didn't have a single baptism in 2018. We don't even live up to John the Baptist's name, much less Jesus the Christ. Never felt smart, but he that wins souls is wise. But I love your church because you're thinking out of the box. And guys, we've got to think out of the box now because when you die, they're going to put you in a box. At least your body. But your soul is going to be in heaven or hell. But it can't be both. My Catholic friends believe in purgatory. The premise of that is, well, we don't know for sure that you could go to heaven. But what we're going to do is pray and pay the priest and see if we can get you into heaven. No, the priest can't be bought. Well, he can be bought, but he can't pay the price. Jesus the Christ paid in full. 
And I just want to tell you guys, it's not about you being so good. It's about coming to the one who alone is God. Heaven and hell. Let me read you another verse just from the scripture real quick. The Bible also says, it says in uh, Matthew 25, verse 1, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps, went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Half and half. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. I want to park the car here. Are you running on empty today? Are you prayed up and prepared? Because Jesus, not Schwarzenegger, was the first to say, I'll be back. It was Jesus and He's coming soon. Verse 4, But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps, and while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. This will preach here. Most of us have been saved so long, y'all forgot what it was like to be lost. And number two is you're saved, but you're asleep at the wheel. Maybe you need to sing Carrie Underwood, Jesus, take the wheel. Because if you're not drunk, you're asleep. Amen? Six. At midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps have gone out. But the wise answered, saying, No lest there be not enough for us and you, but go rather to them that sell and buy quickly for yourself. And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour when the sun cometh. I'm 47 years old. I've been traveling for three quarters of my life. I've only missed two flights. One was to preach in a town called Gravity, Iowa. And that was about 18 years ago. One was two weeks ago. I had the honor to preach for Dr. Luis Palau in Portland, Oregon at his headquarters. He's the Spanish Billy Graham. Last week preached at Billy Graham's office. The week before I preached coast to coast for Luis Palau. My message was character is greater than charisma. The problem is, is if you have charisma, and by the way, Hitler and Satan had charisma. If you have charisma, but you don't have character, you have a crisis. If you have a chance today to develop integrity or drive an infinity, I would encourage you to develop integrity. Because an infinity will leave you on the side of the road when the car breaks down, flat tire, or no gas. I'm preaching, Lord willing, next month in the Holy Land with ten times... Devil Award winner, two-time Grammy winner, Michael English from the Gaither Vocal Band. And Lord willing, I hope to baptize him. But guys, more than ever, time is running out. We may not have that opportunity tonight. Your own church is going to be talking about how you can go to the Holy Land with us. This is your chance to go to the Holy Land because a year and a half from now, it will probably be all over. It's getting late in the game, but I almost missed a flight many times, but I've only missed two. One in Iowa, one two weeks ago. I made the connection flight from D.C. to Minneapolis, but quickly changed the planes from Minneapolis to Portland. I got there, Delta Airlines. And the woman with the cashier cat grin saw me coming, and she shot the door about three steps from the door. Delta. I used to fly Air Force One, now it's Southwest Airlines. Do you know what Delta means to me? 
Don't expect to leave the airport. Can I get an amen? <laughs> it also means don't expect luggage to arrive. She saw me coming. And she had this fake phony friend. I'm like three steps away. Slow down. I'm like a Ferrari. Skip it. You know, I'm going to come in. I get there and she saw me coming. And here's the catch. If you miss the door by three seconds or 30 feet, or three hours, once the door's shut, you don't get in. And guys, I'm telling you, some of us will think, well, I'm not that bad. Do you know a lot of people are going to miss heaven by 12 inches? They had them in their head, but they never had Jesus in their heart. It's a foot. And some of us are thinking, well, if my works aren't as bad as that person's works, and they're really bad, I should still get in. No, you either get in by the cross or you don't get in at all. You know, if you ever get a chance to go to the Billy Graham Library, it's a 55-foot cross on the front door of the library in Charlotte. They wanted to put Billy Graham's name on the side of it. He said, no, it's too much Billy Graham already. And the front door is a glass cross. And the admission to the library is free. But here's the catch. You can't get around the cross you can't take a ladder and go over the cross. You can't dig a hole underneath the cross. You can't even buy the cross. You have to go through the cross to get to the museum. And it's no different to go to heaven. You can't get around it. You can't get on your grandma's coattails. You can't pay off a Catholic priest. You either go through the cross or you don't get it at all. Amen. It's one thing to miss a flight. It's another thing to miss a library. It's another thing to miss heaven because heaven and hell... We're running out of time. You know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I would rather party in hell than go to heaven. Newsflash, heaven will be the greatest party of all time. Satan's already duped most of the world. We think it's going to be beach, beaches and paints and beer and bikini and bikes. We're not going to think it's going to be a party in hell. Number one, once you know the king of kings, you don't need the king of beers. Amen. Number two, this hell is no party. Hell is no joke. Why would Jesus preach nine times more on a place called hell when he and his daddy made heaven? Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. In my daddy's house, there's many mansions. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you so. Newsflash, Christ, who was crucified on the cross, was a carpenter while he walked the world. Some of us preach, some of us teach, but we all can reach. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it for God's glory. Colin can minister in music. David ministers through message. But you, if you work at Walmart, give hugs for heaven. If you're a dentist, do root canals for the Redeemer. If you're a mechanic, change carburetors for Christ. If you're an accountant, do taxes for the Trinity. It's not about what you do, it's who you do it for. Amen. And guys, let me just paint a picture real quick about hell. Number one, they interviewed three little kids. They were in fourth glory. Actually, there were four kids, two boys, two girls. One was American, one was a little Asian, two blacks. And they asked these cute, innocent kids, they said, what are you afraid of? And number one said, I'm afraid of the dark. The other kid, they looked at the child in fourth grade and said, what are you afraid? They said, I'm afraid of falling. They put the mic in the other little child's mouth. Well, what are you afraid of, sweetheart? She said, I'm afraid of fire. Then they asked the other one and they said, what are you afraid of? And he said, I'm afraid of snakes. You know what's amazing? Those four little kids, perfectly 
painted a picture of what hell's going to be like. One's afraid of falling, one's afraid of snakes, one is afraid of fire, one's afraid of the dark. Do you know what? There is no light in hell. Do you know why? Because Jesus, the light of the world, is nowhere to be found. Some people think, well, if God was so good, why would He send me to hell? God has sent nobody to hell. We send ourselves when we neglected such a great salvation. Mm -hmm. You had a chance to Hawaii? No, to heaven. And you said, no, I'll do it my way. By the way, Frank Sinatra sung it, but no one did it better than Elvis. But both of them, my way, is the national anthem of hell. And the record shows I took the blows and I did it my way. That's the national anthem of hell. Or you can look God's way and go straight to heaven. It's a place of total darkness. Have you ever been on a roller coaster? 75 feet up in the air, does 77 miles an hour, 100 foot drop, and you're throwing up the last two weeks worth of lunch. Are you with me? And even you guys, the Fruit Loops, the fanatics, the one who doesn't just like to do 100 miles an hour, they like to go underwater, they like to do the corkscrew, they like to go in tunnels, they like to be in the dark, they like to go 360. Are you with me? But even the best roller coaster enthusiasts in America, there comes to be a point where they hope to finally catch their breath and come out of it. Do you know what? You're just thinking fire. No, first of all, picture yourself, you're in total darkness, and then someone hits the button and you drop. And it's not the county fair. It's not Six Flags. It's not Bush Gardens. It's not Disney World. It's not King's Dominion. And watch this. It goes faster, faster, farther, farther, and it drops. And it doesn't go this for a day. It doesn't go this for a week. It doesn't go this for a month. It doesn't go this for a decade. It is jet dark, screaming. The Bible says wailing and gnashing of teeth. And you're flying so fast, there's no foundation. Why? Because in Matthew 7, the wise man built his house upon a rock. There's a firm foundation when you've been forgiven and you have faith in the Father's Son. But in hell, there's no foundation and you don't stop. So you're not only in darkness, you're flying fast on a drop. And watch this. And then all of a sudden, they finally hit the light. But it's not a light because of the Lord. It's not candlelight. It's not an inferno. It's a lake of fire. And watch this. I wish I could be bold and try to be encouraging or mature. And if I ask someone, I just need someone, I just need a lighter. And if I got up here and said, well, let me try to be cool. When we like this, flip your big, and there all of a sudden on this thumb, it starts turning pink. And then about 2.3 seconds, it's turning purple. Then about five seconds, I'm going out of my mind. And all of a sudden, it's turning gray. About nine seconds, it's turning brown. At 10 seconds, it's jet black. And then it begins to melt. And environment, if there's any EMT under the sound of my voice, will tell you the one thing you cannot get out of your nostrils is the smell of burnt smoke and flesh. Once it's in your nostrils, you'll never forget it. It's a putrid, sick smell. And the crazy things, you're on fire. And then the demons come up with that same little cashier cat smile. Like, aha, you missed it. Because you know what? We used to flip our lights if you passed radar to warn everyone, whether you knew them or not, that they're running radar up here. And you used to kind of feel bad for the other person. That maybe you'll just warn them to get it off the gas so they don't get a ticket. In 2019, we are so cruel and so crazy, it could be your own brother, and you act like you don't see the cops, and then you laugh. Aha! You got a ticket. That's what we do in church every single Sunday. 
were basically saying, I'm good with God, but the rest of you are on your own. That's how it is. 9,000 churches didn't see one person saved. And then all of a sudden, the demon with the sixth smile comes up and says, let me help him out. He doesn't throw water on him because there's no water in hell because Jesus is living water and He's nowhere to be found. And watch this. All of a sudden, with kerosene and gasoline with that fake smile because they're thrilled you didn't miss the plane. They're thrilled that you didn't miss the museum. They are thrilled that you didn't miss a vacation. They are thrilled that you missed heaven. They throw all this kerosene on you. Watch this. It's not only pitch dark, and you're not only falling faster than a Ferrari, your body is on fire, your mind is blown, and you're screaming at the top of your lungs. And now you know those Budweiser commercials was a lie from the pit of hell. Everyone thinks, oh, we're going to be high-fiving and strutting and just having a party and having a brew and just as a big party. But I'm telling you, you're going to be in so much of your own private pain screaming at the top of your lungs. Your mind completely berserk. You wish to God it would stop. You would be so much in your own pain. There's no time to connect with someone else because there's no fellowship in hell. That's why the greatest party of all time is not in hell, it's in heaven, and the joke was on you. So not only are you going fast, not only is it dark, not only are you on fire, but if you could finally see something of an image because of the flame, what you see would take your breath away and you wish to God that your heart would stop because God is nowhere to be found. You're staring at Satan himself. And darn it, the girl wasn't right in the great of snakes because Satan is symbolic of the serpent. Hell is too long to be wrong. I got saved at a country church running 33 in 1979. 1982, I had such a burden for lost friends. I started bringing kids to church. In one week of EBS, July 1982, God used me to bring 22 kids church and one week at a church running 33. I've just never gotten into Jesus. And guys, I'm telling you, if it would take you bringing one person to get to heaven with you, would you even get in? And yes, we know it's not by works. And yes, we know it's by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's a gift to God. Let's no man boast. But I'm telling you this. I've done 150 funerals since I've been ordained 21 years ago. And this is the gospel truth. I have never seen a U-Haul follow the hearse. And I can't take my stuff to heaven, but I can take some souls to heaven. The Bible said, He that wins souls is blessed. I can't take possessions, but I can take some people that I knew. And guys, I'm telling you, I just don't believe you should show up empty-handed when you meet Jesus. <coughs> Let me just paint this picture real quick. What about if you had a chance to win two tickets in this year's Super Bowl? All of those big trip, they're gonna fly you on a private check, they're gonna pick you up in a stretch on the scene, they're gonna give you a thousand dollars spending cash. And you have two free tickets on the fifty yard line. And all of a sudden you're there, you're high as a kite and there's no drugs. And all of a sudden the biggest game a Grammy winner sings brings the house down, confetti is exploding and game had started. And all of a sudden, about the second quarter with the whole world watching, seventy one point four million are watching it paying $7 million for a 30-second commercial ad, and all of a sudden they send a KISS jumbotron, and what are the odds? They put it on your two seats. And all of a sudden they zoom in on your face and your friend's eyes get this big, that's my boy! That's my girl! How in the world did they get on the 50? Well, I was a 12th car lord. 
on that radio station, all expense paid trip. And all of a sudden they show you, and now you're the talk of the town, but they're trying to see who's sitting right next to you. If you're married, it better be your wife because you'll be on divorce court next week. Are you with me? <laughs> and if it ain't your wife, it should be your brother. Shoot, it could be your friend from second grade. You could bring an enemy. You want to get out of a broken relationship? Hey, man, I dropped the ball in 1971, but I want two free tickets. You want to go with me to Super Bowl? Even atheists, I don't got to pray about that. I'm going, dude. And all of a sudden, they show you, and now they're like, who did he bring? And then there's an empty seat right next to you. Now they're thinking, well, maybe she was in the lobby. Maybe she was in the restaurant. Maybe he's so lazy, he sent her to go buy him nachos. And all of a sudden, you're the talk of the town for those couple days. And now when they find you, how did you win? Tell me about it. By the way, who did you take to the big game? You ready for the answer? Uh, I just rolled in there by myself. You did what? No, that's how I rolled, man. It was all supposed to be true. I had a $6,000 extra free ticket. It was paid for, but I just decided to like, roll in there by myself. You didn't take your wife? No. You didn't take your friend? No. You didn't take it? No. You wasted the ticket, I guess. You'd say, I never do that. Do you know what? Most people come to church every single Sunday by themselves and could care less. And the price was already paid. And I'm telling you, NFL is not national football. It's not for long. It's going to be all over real soon. And hell is too long to be wrong. As I land the plane in eight minutes, I want to think of you have two thoughts. If you have the slightest doubt, if I went up to your love and looked at you, each person in the eye, and said, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? If you say, I hope so, you're probably not. Jesus said that you can know you're going to heaven. Yes. Not hope it. If you're not sure, I want you to nail it down today. And number two is if you're saved, I want you already to be thinking, is there one person on your radar who you can invite to church next week? I'm going to cross her Baptist church. Man, they just love God and they love me. And we love people. We're not perfect, but I'd love to pick you up next time. Will you ride with me to church? Most people won't show up alone as a visitor. But more than not, people will say, I'll actually ride with you if you ask them. Guys, you would never get married here unless you're willing to be rejected out there. The worst she could say on the first date is no. And just because she says no doesn't mean she'll say no forever. But until you're willing to hear no for the first date, you don't deserve to hear her say I do at the altar with the preacher. You've got to be willing to be rejected before you can get excited. And it's no difference in sharing people a newsflash. They're not saying no to you. They're just temporarily saying no to God. And if you've asked them once, at least they know who they can go to when their grandma gets sick and they get the pink slip at work. When the bottom falls out, you may be the only church they know. And do you care to invite them before it's too late? Let me just give you a couple things in these last fleeting moments. I've been told that Ronald Reagan's son this week sets up my heart. The last time I came here, I flew out of Ronald Reagan and landed in Clinton Airport. But Ronald Reagan's son surprised me. Ron Jr. said, quote, an ad this week, you may have seen it on television. 
He said, I'm with the freedom from religion. Quote, I'm a lifelong atheist and I'm not afraid of burning in hell. The Gipper would not be proud. But that's the problem with pride. It comes before the fall. You know, I've been told, friends, in the parting days, that you will hear two words at the end of every bar before it closes, usually about 2.30 in the morning. And the bartender will scream, last call. And basically, it's insinuating that if you want a drink, it's closing. You better come out. And I submit to you, if this was your last Sunday service, the preacher saying last call. Hell's too long to be wrong. While at Billy Graham's office this week, my dad called with tears and said, your aunt... Charlene died and they found her dead in the kitchen I'll preach her funeral this week she lived a good life she was 80 I'm also hearing stories of kids who are 19 21, 23 and they had no clue this week was the last Adrian Rogers was one of my favorite preachers from Bellevue Baptist, and I met his wife. And he closed with a story, and I'll close with this. There was a businessman from South Carolina who was lost as a goose, did not know the Lord, and he was from the Bible Belt. You know, just because I walked into Taco Bell, I stared at the menu board for 15 minutes, and I didn't even turn into a taco. I walked into my daddy's garage and he had a 74 Nova and he had a 2009 Corvette. And I could be in my dad's garage, a Chevy Nova, a Chevy Corvette could be there my whole life and never turn into a Chevrolet. You can be in church more times than me and still miss Jesus. Because it's not about joining a church, it's not being dunked as a child. It's making a private decision. I'm a sinner. I've never been saved. God will take your dark, dirty sins and somehow mix it with His rich, red, royal blood and turn you into white and falling snow. But you got to ask Him and heaven is only a prayer way. This South Carolina businessman was going up to the Windy City in Chicago. And he was there for four days and three nights. And I didn't know this, but I did research, and it's true, and she confirmed it. Do you know the number one tourist attraction in all of the Windy City outside of a sports or skyscraper in Chicago? The number one tourist attraction for years was a bar, it was a pub, it was a tavern. And do you know the name of the bar? It was called The Gates of Hell. In neon lights, the number one tourist attraction outside of Dove Bowls and Chicago Bears and Harpo Studios over herself. The number one tourist attraction outside sports and skyscrapers was a bar and neon lights. It's called the Gates of Hell. All his buddies laughed. Hey, Mike, when you go to Chicago, why don't you go to the bar, get
get a t-shirt and their words, have a drink for me. He said, I'll do it. Four days, three nights on his last day before flying out of the Windy City to honor his promise of his lost business place. He asked a cop in Chicago on beat, sir, can you tell me how to get to the gates of hell? And he said, I get asked a hundred times a day. He said, you're actually pretty close. He said, I'll give you a landmark. Sir, if you go down two streets, you'll make a right. If you go down three streets, you'll make a left. And on the street is a church. It takes up a city block on the corner. And the name of the church is called Calvary Baptist Church. He said, if you go right past the church Calvary, he said, son, on the same side of the street, right next to where the church stops, is the bar and neon lights, and it's called the gates of hell. He said, son, if you ask me how to get to the gates of hell, he said, with tears, if you go past Calvary, you will end up at the gates of hell. And then he smiled and wiped away his tears. And the cop at that moment was a preacher. He said, but if you stop at Calvary, you don't have to go to the gates of hell. 2,000 years ago, Jesus left heaven to come to earth. The American dream has gone from rags to riches. He did the opposite. He went from riches to rags. He went from a mansion to a manger. He went from the throne to a crown of thorns. He went from a wooden crib to a wooden cross. And he went from worship above by the angels to rejected and murdered below by humans. He who knew no sin became sin. And they lifted him up between heaven and earth and with a thief on his right and a thief on his left. One of them mocked him. Why don't you jump down and save yourself and save us? If Jesus would have saved himself, all of us would have been doomed. And in the house of God, we would be damned. But because he stuck on the cross, I'm asking you to stick with the one who died for you. But on the third day, he arose from the dead. The other man said, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I deserve this death. Please forgive me. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Today you'll be with me in paradise. One of them accepted him. One of them rejected him. One of them died forever living for the sun. The other still is burning in hell and sin. One was free by God. The other is burning with the devil. And that's not glamorous preaching. But it's the gospel truth. I'm going to ask right now with heads bowed and eyes closed. I'm going to ask with Christians still. I'm not asking for a trip to Hawaii. I'm asking for a trip to heaven. I'm not here giving away gold. I'm telling you about God. Silver and gold have I not. What I have, I give you Jesus. I'm not promising you a Ferrari, but the Bible, while you're breathing, is still promising forgiveness. If you're here today, this very well could be your last day. The Holy Spirit's whispering, I 
I'm asking you, yes, to come for a drink. It's not of the alcohol, it's of the all night. I'm asking you to drink not liquor, I'm asking you to drink from the Lord. I preached last week in North Carolina at a university. Psalm 38, verse 4. Taste and see that the Lord is <coughs> If you're here today and you're not 100% sure, rich or poor, black or white, Republican, Democrat, churchgoer, non-member, God is talking to you. <coughs> With heads bowed and eyes closed, the most important 60 seconds of this Sunday service. If you're not 100% sure your sins are forgiven, if you're not 100% sure your name's in the book of life, if you're not 100% sure you're knowing where you're going when you die, my 10-year-old with tears after a dream said, Penny preached the rapture. Ready or not, here I come. My kids love that as a game. As an adult, it's no longer a game. Soon the God of the universe is going to get off the throne and heaven split the sky. Gabriel will lick his lips and blow the trumpet. And that is the end of the era. And you're either going with him in heaven or you're going to a dark, fiery pit. No games, no jokes, no Jesus. And then you'll realize it was all true. If you're here today not 100% sure, we'll whisper this in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. You're the Savior. I heard that Jesus died for the world. But I realized today in Arkansas if it was just me, Jesus would have died for me. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I deserve hell. But the Bible says I can go to hell. Not because I'm good, but because Jesus, who is God, died in my place. But He's not just dead. He rose on the third day. Confucius is dead. Muhammad is dead. Organized religion is dead. But Jesus is alive in me. And because He lives, I can too. I'm asking you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. I want to repent from my past. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Save my soul. Be my best friend. Here's the car keys to my life. You drive it from here. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you for taking me to heaven when I die. With no one looking, if you prayed that prayer, with no one looking, would you just raise your hand towards heaven with heads bowed and eyes closed at the count of three? you rededicated your life and prayed that prayer, just raise your hand towards heaven. One, two, raise them high. Keep them high. Keep them high. One, two, three, four, <coughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're here today and you've been a Christian, but to be quite honest, you're not on all cylinders in your journey with Jesus. I'm not going to embarrass anyone. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Frank, I'm saved, but I've gotten a little cold in my walk. I want to get on fire in these last days. I want people to see me and see Jesus in me. You're saved, but you just want to live more like Him. Would you be willing to just raise your hand no, and look at me and say, Frank, I'm saved, but I want to be more like Jesus. Keep me in your prayer. One, two, three. That's you. Praise God. 
Praise God. Question number three. If you're here today and you know one person, if they die tonight, you know they're not going to. They don't have a clue. Someone cared to share Jesus with you. Would you care enough for them to begin to pray for them? Get a burden for them. Maybe invite them to church next time. Maybe to treat them to coffee at Starbucks. And just in love, can I tell you what Jesus has done for me? I'm not saying preach, but I'm trying to say love. If you know one person who's lost, can you just raise your hand? Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask right now if every single one of us will stand to our feet. If you made a commitment to Christ, I want you to grab Pastor. By the time we leave or we have the workout, before you leave the property, say, hey, I renewed my walk with God. Maybe I asked Jesus to save me to heaven. Number two, if you're a believer and you've never been baptized, I know Pastor would love to baptize you in the coming weeks. Satan would get offended and the angels will do flips in heaven. The angels rejoice when one repents. And lastly, I'm going to ask right now that this is where it's audience participation. I want everyone to look at Religion says stay safe seated on the sidelines. But when you've been touched by Jesus, you graduate from the sidelines and you begin to get in the game. Guys, God has both hands on this church. You're already about in a building program and that is exciting. But I really believe in my spirit you're one step away from blowing the doors wide open. You're just a step of faith away from not just thinking we pay these guys to do that. If you're saved, you're in the ministry whether you believe it or not. And if you know one person, just one person who either needs encouragement or Jesus, I'm going to ask you at the count of three to just stand. Some of you may kneel. Well, would you just automatically do two things? Just whisper a brief prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Remind yourself. And the devil, he saved you. And then number two, God, I'm praying for Lisa. I'm praying for Mike. I'm praying for Nicole. I'm praying for Yolanda. I'm praying for Jesse. I don't know their names. But just if you know one person, would you just stand up here? It takes 15 seconds. Pray that God would save your friend. Maybe that he would use you to invite them to church, to small groups, to coffee. Because I'm telling you, real, real soon it's going to be all over. Whatever you did for yourself will pass. What you did for Jesus will last. I'm going to count to three. If you are willing to slap Satan in the mouth, just come up here. If he could walk naked in the middle of town and be beaten beyond recognition and die for you, can you walk eight steps and just say, God, save my friend's soul before it's too late. You count one, two, three. If you know someone lost, you count. 
enjoyed today's podcast from Crossroads, South Arkansas. If you're in our area, we would love to have you join us in person for a service. Crossroads, South Arkansas, reaching, inviting, serving, and expecting.